Hey, good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. And good night. Good night. Oh, hold on. I got to think of a song to play at the top of the show. Okay, 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 okay. How about, how about, how about? Got a couple disclaimers. You have disclaimers? Yeah, I'm having a, a, a horrible allergy attack. Oh. I'm in uh, Colorado. I don't know if it's the altitude, the, the dry weather, the season, but it's it's pretty bad. So how about just this? Bear with me. Bear how about this me. to make you feel better? What do you think about this? <laughs> We gotta we gotta get Steven. We gotta get his best friend Steven from the Home Depot on the podcast. I mean, I've only ever heard him shout it out on that song. Have you heard him in other songs? No, but you know it's real. If he says my best friend Steven at the Home Depot. Mm. That song, yeah, by the way, real. was for, for it may still be. When it came out, that was my favorite song on Midnight Marauders. Midnight Marauders. That's I still might have that as my favorite song on Midnight Marauders. What is it yours? I had a, I had a um, no. What's yours? Midnight Marauders, probably lyrics ago. Oh, you're talking about this one. That sample though is the the way the off beat, the off measureness of it. Lyrics to go. Lyrics to go. Lyrics to go. Lyrics to go. You know what, though? I will say this. It really, that run of the album from Oh My God Oh my god to this Hey yo swing 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 chop chop chop, chop, chop. into this How about to wreck your body gets they turn a body out How about to into this into this that is a serious stretch to end an album. Yeah. That's a yeah. close. Some people, because a lot of times you run out of tracks and you kind of put weaker stuff late. Yeah. You just try to no, finish the album they, and get home. Yeah, the sequence of that album is is also another factor in how, how great it is. I had a I had a conversation recently. You know, the, the, the classic hip-hop conversations, late night, uh, low-end versus Midnight Marauders. Mm-hmm. And I had one recently, which I'll tell you more about, but it was Quali, Buster, Robert Glasper. Mm. It was a good one. It was a good one. That's a good group right there for the conversation. Robert Glasper on some, like, breaking down yeah. the samples, like, like musically. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, he goes very like hard. Actual notes and sequencing and all that shit. It was, a, it was pretty dope. Well, I want to tell everyone as we're starting this podcast that I we're recording on a Sunday today for a variety of scheduling things. And Sundays always suck more than Saturdays in the first place. Sife's picture just went away for some reason, but I think you're still here. Oh, you're no, back. I'm here. I just sometimes my allergies affect 
have to make me do some things with tissues. Oh, got it. You I'll, just, to, you I'll just mute my face. Oh, I got it. Okay. So, yeah, we're doing this on a Sunday, and even Sundays can still, like, very easily go wrong for me, mood-wise. Uh-huh. It's uh-huh. my most delicate mood day. Even though I have great jobs, oh, it's great. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Who doesn't want to do work in the fields they love? It's still Sunday, though, and the day can turn and and go through, like, these ups and downs for me, mood-wise, more than other days do. Really, Sunday, and is it because you're not working technically? It's because it's because the work week starts tomorrow. Okay, so you okay. I still well, have the dread, even with the jobs that I love. Yeah. I still have the dread. I think part of that's that I work early. I don't. I don't think yes, it helps. Of course. Um, yeah. I would love that. Would that would really feel like I made it to success one day in my life if I got to Sundays meant nothing to me because Monday was. So chill. Every weekday yeah, was so you're not good. living in the present, bro. You're not living in the present. Well. If you're thinking about tomorrow, you're not living but today. I'm, but that's the thing. I'm not. I was really yeah. excited about today. But, the, but what I'm saying is the day can turn for me easier than other days because of that thinking about the future. That like, But it's also hovering. you don't have – whatever can turn your day is also not – um, uh, uh, ha- doesn't have the obstacle of you having to work. I got look. I got to finish my job. I'll call you back later. Like you don't have to rush to go to work today. So something could annoy you, and then it'll just linger. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, and and it's just like I'm like, oh, not on. If Sunday. someone annoys you an hour before you have to do ESPN, you're like, I can't deal with this right now. My mind state is in work, but today it's just loose, loosey goosey. Shout out to everyone. Saif, you wouldn't understand this because you, your father is... A disgraced radio personality? No. I was going to go oh, somewhere oh, else. Oh, your father is oh. no longer with us. Ah, ah, ah. And when I say no longer, I mean, he's, he's, he's never, never been, he's never been yeah, with us. He's never, really, yeah, he's yeah, never yeah. really been with us. No. Shout out to everyone who has a parent. Maybe your mom does this, though, because mom may do this, do this, too. As you get older when parents, and from in my family, it's my dad, not my mom, who does the... They can say or do whatever they want to do. If you call them out for the thing they're saying or doing that is challenging, difficult, or straight up wrong, yeah, they immediately turn it within one second into a pity party. Like, oh, I uh, forgot. Oh. Nothing I do is right. I forgot. I'm all. I. I can't. I never can help. And it's like that's. Are you? Are you texting my mom? Is that is that really regular for you and your mom? What? Are You're you like, texting my mom right now? I, I, I'm just saying this one thing you do is annoying, and you do it a lot, and you refuse to accept responsibility for this specific thing being difficult. You know what? No, they're done. They're done. You know how quickly my dad will go to? He hasn't done it recently, but you know how quickly my dad is willing to go to one day I'll be gone and you'll miss me? Do you know how quickly? <laughs> Already? Oh, he's, he's been doing it for years. He's been doing it for years. <laughs> And like sometimes yeah, that's my, fire. That's he, fire. he has these he's a wonderful person, but he is he has uh he, he can't keep a secret, right? He cannot right. he tells everything to everyone, always. My mom, my mom and I have a thing. Like when I tell my mom something, she'll jump in if it's something important, be like, do not tell your dad. Do not. This is something, trust me, don't. And she knows <laughs> that she will keep it like a vault, because she's my mother. And she will uh-huh. keep it right there. 
But if it goes to him, know it's going to at least three people. It's out. And Your dad is like a like a live Twitter. <laughs> and and the thing is, and I I'm not like that, but I do I think overspeak and I do blurt and I do these things that I feel like it's so directly from him. I wonder the things that you have that annoy you about yourself that you got from your dad, but you just don't know that your dad had those traits. A hundred percent. No disrespect, Peter Rosenberg, but earlier before we started this podcast, when you were complaining about your dad, I was saying to myself, you do that sometimes. Of course. I know. I know. I'm not stupid. I, I resent it. <laughs> but more. I don't want to bring it up in the moment because you're going through something. But, like, I, but I resent Ooh. it. I resent the traits even more because I do the same thing. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. Why am I pre-programmed to doing that? I do not want to do oh, that. The, the, pre, the programming shit, that's what bothers me the most. Because logically, you know better. Theoretically, you know better. But emotionally, that shit is ingrained in the, in the system. That shit is in the DNA or the matrix or whatever's running our fucking brains. That shit is ingrained, bro. It's Yo, it's... You, I... I, I I had to have a discussion. You know me, I'm anti-holiday all day. I'm 5% of God body. You know what it is. Mm-hmm. And I had and I and I always said I would never raise my kids to celebrate holidays and da 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 da. And Halloween's rolling around. And there was a conversation about, hey, your daughter wants to wear a costume. And I'm like, fuck, that's my thoughts, my beliefs. Why should I force her to believe what I believe? Yeah, at six, at six years old. It's so true. But that's where it, but that's where it gets ingrained, right? And I'm like, who the fuck am I? This is, oh, this is fucking hitting me. Where my whole life, I was like, my kids will never celebrate Halloween. They're gonna be begging for candy, and I was just, and then, she, but she's like, I want to dress up, Daddy, and I was like, yeah. Of course you do. Oh it's yeah, you're six. So fun. You're six and normal. <laughs> you want but, to but, do but, that? But but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't want to force my beliefs onto her, which I'm not realizing. I'm, I'm much more laid back than I was in the past, or how I thought I would be as a parent. But also, somebody forced Halloween onto her somewhere. Yes, that's true. Too. Somewhere. So like. You know what I mean? But I was like, I'm going to explain to her my beliefs. And she can then do what she wants with that. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. And I think that's a very good. And that's, oh, that's, that's the, that's, that's what I decided to do from now on. I don't believe in this because of this, this, and this. And at right now at six, it won't matter to you. Maybe at 11, you'll kind of get it. Maybe at 15, you're like, oh, I want to be more Or maybe your entire life, you're going to be like, my dad's a fucking idiot. My dad's a fucking yeah, he, loser. He, he literally skips. My dad, idiot that he is, is a fat fuck who wants to eat everything <laughs> and skips the holiday where they give you free candy. Fucking moron. <laughs> you have no idea. This guy's an idiot. This guy's a fucking sh- <laughs> idiot. Oh, um, so, yeah. I, I Wait, Don't let that shit get to you, man. No, and I, I just feel bad because then I told my dad, I'm like, hey, how about I'm not in the mood to deal with this right now and you're telling me things that are out of school that you don't need to be telling me. Like, let the person who needs to tell me that tell me. Why are you getting ahead and telling me something when they're – it's on someone else to tell me what you're telling me. Uh, He lives for that, man. And and he's He's like – He's got a bone, baby. He's got a bone. And and when I call him out and say, 
yeah, it annoys me. I wish you could just let them tell me because that's their responsibility to tell me. Yeah. He's like, I can't do anything to help. And I'm like, no. Well, I want to be like, how often does mom tell you to keep your mouth shut? She tells you every day, keep your mouth shut. Stop telling people secrets. You never listen. And and then when it annoys someone, I turn around and go, why are you blo- why are you telling people shit all the time? So so okay, that's a that's the family warm up for today. Yeah, I've okay. been. We have not spoken much this week. We exchanged a text or two. Yeah, but I'm not gonna lie. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I know where you're going. We got a couple things to shout out first. Oh, we got to shout things don't out forget, first right now. This is don't big. forget the business. I'm out here in Colorado. I just did Fort Collins, Colorado last night and the night before. The comedy for it was amazing. Shout out to, I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name right, Aja, A-J-A, Aja, Aja. She's a huge WANAP fan. She Uh-oh. came through with the Mexicans. Really? Shout nice. out to her. Okay. Came through with the with the flock, the flock of Mexis. Chicks? Um, Hot chicks? They, she had, well, I think they were her nieces, so I'm not going okay. to get yeah, into you don't that. But she pulled up. Um, so thank you. Um, uh, I'm going to be in Atlanta. I'm going to be in Atlanta next week, the weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I don't know the dates. Uh, with my boy Sean Patton at the Punchline in Atlanta. Very important. October 20th, Wednesday, Buffalo Helium Comedy Club. And October 21st, Vermont Comedy Club in Burlington, Vermont. November 3rd, Good Nights Comedy Club in Raleigh, North Carolina. Shout out to um, uh, all the fans there. And then November 4th, I'm in your hometown. Mm. Washington, D.C., the D.C. Improv. Now, I need you to come to the shows. I don't want one or two one-up fans. I need a, I need the bevy. I need at least three or four one-up fans to pull up. Um, now, do you want to plug our show together in New York City for New York Comedy Fest? Well, I was going in consecutive order. Okay. So I said the 20th, the 21st, the 3rd of November, the 4th of November. Now, that following week after I'm in D.C., that 9th of November, the 9th of November is the New York Comedy Festival kickoff starring yours truly and his truly. There you go. Cypher Sounds and Rosenberg, the WANEP is live. Woo! ep is live. It's the podcast going out there. It's at the Stand Comedy Club. The Stand Comedy Club. We got Ricky Velez. Keep going. Ricky Velez from New York City. Okay. And Jared Freed from Massachusetts or Boston or some bullshit, but whatever. Who cares? They're great guys. All due respect. Those are the comedy. That's the comedy portion of the One Ep is Live. Okay. Jared Freed, Ricky Velez. Now, they're going to have some hip hop guests, obviously. They're going to do comedy? They're going to yap with us. Or are they just going to do comedy and talking with us? Yeah, yap and yap. By I mean, the way, we might bust down a set or two. I don't know. Where can people get the tickets for our New York Comedy Festival? I don't know. Hold on. Billy June, where can people get tickets? StandNYC.com or on our link tree on, on our Instagram on page. Instagram. Or it's the One Ep is Live link tree. The One Ep is Live link Love tree that. or on the Stand NYC. Yo, one Ep Bill- is Live link tree or One Ep is Life no, link tree? No, he means One Ep is Life link tree. Okay. One of his life link tree in our in the bio. Hey, check the bio. By the way, Billy oh, June, that's going to be a fun event. What? Billy, Billy June was talking about the tickets on sale site. Yeah, like we were announcing <laughs> fucking summer jam. I know the tickets know. are on sale. The tickets are on sale. The tickets are on sale tomorrow. They're on one sale. One thing I one thing I promise we're going to fill up is a one up is life show 
in New York City for the New York Comedy Festival. <laughs> I'm not stressing that one. Yeah, I know. I, I, didn't... I that one is going to be a okay. Yeah, it's going to be a okay. How how many people does the stand hold? I don't know. It's a good sized room, man. Maybe 150 or something like that. But it's really nice, man. It's going to be really fun. So um, I, I'm hoping the people listening who are locals will go buy their tickets so Billy June will relax. Yeah, that, no, that's why I need you to buy tickets. That We're not getting rich off of this. Yes, congratulations, New York Comedy Festival. WANEP always wants to be in, included in these, festival, in these festivals that have these podcast portions of it. So thank God, this is our first one. It's a great one to be our first one part of. But why I need you to buy tickets is to get Billy June off our fucking back. Yeah, I can't. That's why, I, like, if Billy June ever annoyed you, please just go buy some tickets so he gets off our back. It's that. It's that simple, guys. Uh, so, anyways, we'll see you that night, and we look forward. Hard, to hard it. girls, pull up, pull up. By the way, I think tickets are going to go on sale this week for um, the Real Late Live, which is the night before yes. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving Eve, Gramercy Theater. It's a theater, right? Yeah, Gramercy Theater. Yeah. Um, that's going to be Styles P, Crime Apple, Flea Lord, Mayhem, Loren, my man Jay Nice is coming through, um, the Hoodies, who is uh, Styles P's group, I'm going to have special guest DJs, including, I hope, the one and only Cypher Sounds on the set. I have no, I have no plans. My plan is to come through. All right, bet. So we're going to have some fun that night and hang out with the people. That's the night before Thanksgiving, so it should be a great time. You um, know that's the biggest party night of the year. That's what they say. It used to be. It used to be. I don't know if it will be this year, but I think it'll be a good one, though. Um, no, I think it'll be good. Did, um, speaking of which, by the way. Okay. Of the, of I had a hell of a week. Yeah, that's, you have, you've had a hell of a week. Hell of a week. A lot going on in the, in the world. Lots. What was I about to say, though? That wasn't what I was about to say. Oh, I'm sorry. I know. You took me completely. Sorry. You have Gramercy, the hoodies, Styles P. <laughs> no, I... And Thanksgiving. I pre- no, Thanksgiving Eve. It's going to be a great time. About who knows? My head's all over the place today. I'm not going to stress out over this. But Cypher Sound. Oh, I know what it was. Yes. Here the we Patreons go. are almost back to 500. So all oh, the yes. people who quit, they tried to save that money. Uh-huh. We've had now people coming back. Uh-huh. So the key here is God willing. I don't know if we need God involved in this, but you, you Wanep <laughs> fans willing. God willing. Yeah, that's a bit strong. Wanep <laughs> fans willing. It's only October 10th. Over the next couple of weeks, we'll get that number up to like 550, 560. So then when the cheap bucks bail at the end of the month, we'll right. still be at like, you know, 510. Because here's the key, Syph. Listen, I, you, I don't always want to spell this out, but I'll, let me spell it out for everyone. The number's at 500. We love you guys the most. If this, if this number were to get to 5,000. Right. 5,000. Yeah. Seven fifty a month. Let me do some basic math for you, Saif. What do you think that adds up to? Well, it adds up to I think we're going to raise the price before we get to five thousand. But go on, <laughs> if we keep it at that price. All right, if we kept it at that price, five thousand times seven point five equals thirty-seven thousand five hundred times twelve. Four hundred fifty thousand dollars. If we get to five thousand dollars a month. I'll quit my job. I'll just, <laughs> and by the way, and we'll fire Billy June. We'll get a real producer, right? We'll no, fi- not fire Billy June. Just put him into the place where he needs to be with his court jester lackey. 
So what? So we'll knock his salary down to give him like a hundred dollars a month, something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. less. Keep him at keep him at like keep him at bay, but like <laughs> no, but somebody the, no, but on a serious note, if we could, it, the, the reason these numbers matter is because it became my sneaky goal that yeah. I'm like, if Sife and I do this consistently for like five years, we could get to the point where it becomes our day job. And I, we I, do one up every morning, but guess oh. what? There's no sponsors to think about. There's no right. radio stations to please. Right. Ebro's not going to show up randomly, kick Sife out, and take my name off the show. None of those <laughs> things can happen because it would be. <laughs> Yo, would you be mad if five years into one up, Ebro somehow came onto one up? <laughs> no, if like if we sold one up to Apple, and then Ebro's our boss again. <laughs> And then he's like, I'm going to just host this week, but in the background, I'm going to be in the other chair <laughs> off to the side. Saif, don't worry. You good? Hmm. Just sign this. So that's why the 500 of you, and, like, I really appreciate, Saif, the the people of One App because, like, to know that that many people are with us on Patreon and to think about how few we hear from, like, I don't get that many tweets from One App fans. And this brings me perfectly to the subject at hand. I do not fuck with social media and I'm tired of being on it and I really want to get I think I think Saif and you may not have this advantage yet I admit because I am blessed with my platforms that I have I always do this thing of like I I need to be on it I don't know given the two platforms I have every day I don't know that I really do I Uh, I could have someone who just posts right you're you're self-employed right now so that's a different ball game yeah, but but remember, you don't need it now. But I realized how much I fucked up the moment I quit those platforms that it was my only platform. So I should have been nurturing it. But you're saying you'll have someone nurture it. I'd have someone. I'd you have a some, dog sitter. You're going to get a dog sitter. Someone who says, hey, new one app. Hey, check out the interview with Shine. Hey, blah, right. blah, whatever the thing oh, is. Shine interview was fire. You, you watch it? Shine interview was fire. That was I, that I wanted was to dope. talk about. By the way, in Patreon, we should talk about Shine today because that was Shine it. Was, got me thinking about a lot of different shit. But yeah, so it just I think I could get someone to curate my social where I don't have to be in it because I was listening uh-huh. to um, a thing this week about the whistleblower, the Facebook whistleblower. Yeah, and the things that she was saying about Facebook's algorithms and what's her favorite word? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Exactly. Um, blow the whistle. <laughs> so I should have had that ready before I even brought it up. I, I, I'm sorry. You know what? That just goes to show you guys. But she exposed a lot about Facebook. Yeah, and, and it wasn't stuff that would shock any of you uh, listening for the most part. Hold on. Is it kind of stuff that we kind of knew and kind of felt, but she like like confirmed it? Yeah, basically, it's it's a lot of the algorithm talk of like they know that what they're doing is unhealthy for people. They've done the research. Basically, right. she came out and was like, they're like the tobacco industry in the early ah. days. The, t- the tobacco industry had done the research. They right. knew it would kill you. They didn't want it to get out. That's where the social media platforms, particularly in this case, ah. Facebook, is at. They know that what they're doing is killing people. They right. just don't care. And they said they'll do this research and they'll come up with a plan. They'll say, hey, here are five options that we could come up with to make it healthier for people. 
you know, the the one option, let's call it a level five, this will drastically impact the amount of time they stay on our platforms. Right. But it will be healthy for them. And then uh-huh. four, three, two, one, all the way down to one, which is like we could tweak it a little bit. They'll still be here just as much. But, you know, we could you know, you know, juke the numbers kind yeah, of a little. Yeah. yeah. They always do one every they time. One. They will never yeah, do course. three. They will never they will never even try to go halfway to fix it. And yeah. how basically the when they made that decision, and it's so funny because we've forgotten about it now, but I remember it was a big deal at the time. I think you might have still been at the station. The day they changed it, and they were like, you no longer see shit in order. You see the shit yeah. that we want you to see. Right, right, right. And and I gotta tell you, for some reason, two people that we're both friendly with came to my mind about, and I know they will not love this, and I apologize, but I'm going to keep it a buck. It made me realize how much I don't fuck with their social media at all. And they're different, Uh but I don't fuck with either of them really. And that is two people who I like in real life for sure. Okay. Michael Rappaport. Uh And Juanito. I hate his social media for a whole different Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. (laughs) Michael Rappaport and Talib Kweli. Okay. Oh, interesting. Their social medias really pop up on my shit all day because ah. of the amount of interaction they garner. So they have both figured out algorithm. They they both have the algorithm down, which is if right. you get people to engage on all your shit, right? We will keep showing it to people more and more, right? right of course, and by the way, let me course. be clear: different levels. I hate Rappaport's considerably more than I hate Qualies. Let me just be clear. Uh-huh. Rappaport is straight up fucking Instagram <clears throat> porn. It's porn. It's just like fights, racism. Yeah. Um, Rappaport being, and I don't think he's being dishonest about his feelings, but he's playing both the anti-racist side and the I'm gonna piss black people side. Piss, right, piss, right. He plays both sides. Yeah. Gets yeah, engagement yeah. both ways, and posts fucking violence, shit talking. And I just want to be clear, and this is the uh-huh. part that would apply to Kwali too, because Kwali makes a lot of points about things on his social media, but he also fights a lot with people who suck on his social media. Yeah. No right. good is coming from it. There, nothing worthwhile is coming from these dialogues. Like I, I firmly believe that we are just playing, not we, because I don't do shit like that, but people who do that and are playing the algorithm game of, like, I want to see conversation, let's talk it out, and they justify it behind, I'm living my truth. I'm being right. honest. I'm being brave. I'm telling people how I feel about things. Interesting. Interesting. You're still participating in the bullshit. You're, it's the same as the Russians. It's all feeding. You still check, you still check your, your IG for those views. Not only that, you're influencing people's opinions that's not really based on information. It's based on your bullshit, my bullshit, Sife's bullshit. It's still not real information. Yeah, but it's my social media. I can do what I want. It, it, you know what? You can. Every single person has their own TV channel. Every single person who has Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, whatever, has their own TV channel. Yep. And they, they make what they think people that would like them want to see. And the people who... Cypher Sounds can put up a funny-ass video where he's interacting in a comedy club in a way that makes people sincerely laugh. And his 150,000 followers, for some reason, 
It will only get viewed by 2,000. It makes them feel good. They laugh. Nice. 2,000 people will see it. Michael Rappaport will put up a picture of a, you know, white woman cursing out a black man and saying something racist, and that shit will have uh, 10% of his audience will consume it. Right. Whereas Sipes, for some reason, it's half of a percent of his people that view it. Rappaport will get 10% interaction. Fucking 150,000 views out of his 1.5 million, or maybe he's up to like 2.5, 3 million. Whatever the numbers are, they're crazy because it's all meant to feed us bullshit. So when Kwali puts up an argument, you know, where he's fighting with some fucking weirdo troll who hates Kwali for whatever reason, and he puts up there back and forth, and that shit gets 1,200 comments of people just fighting and saying nasty, dumb shit to each other. Yeah. That shit gets fed to us because it's got engagement. Right. It's right. So it's not that I think, right. you know, I'm not mad at them on a personal level. It's just like, this shit is fucking, it's, it's not helping anything. And I put up a comment on Quali's page yesterday because he posted about the Chappelle versus the woman who's the showrunner of Dear White People. Uh-huh. I, I, I saw that mentioned, but I didn't know what it was about. I'll explain it to you, but I basically put up a comment. I was just like, I don't see this post helping the dialogue here. <laughs> like, I just don't <laughs> think... When you... Framing it in this space this way, we're not going to have good dialogue. This is just going to be people being fucking nasty. And yeah. that's sort of what my frustration was this whole week around this Chappelle conversation is it's just like... There are two things being said. Chappelle, you know, has fallen off. He's nasty. His shit, he's, he's, he's transphobic. He's this, he's that. And, and then other people thinking the only people mad at Dave Chappelle are cancel culture warriors. Dave does no wrong. It's perfect. Mm. And I would just like to suggest that the truth's probably in the middle. It leans more towards perfect, but yeah. But I mean, he it's you know, <laughs> yeah, maybe not yeah, of course. But not just that, I mean more about that the people offended are not all cancel culture people. Like that's lazy. Not everyone out there there are plenty of people who just didn't fuck with it and not and didn't have any interest in Dave Chappelle being canceled. Well yeah, there's a lot of people out there who just don't like a lot of things. Don't like Dave Chappelle, don't like comedy, don't like Netflix, don't like fucking um you know, there's a lot of comedy fans who just like Jim Gaffigan, which I'm one of. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that just like jokes about McDonald's and fucking, you know, some people don't want heavy comedy. You know yep. what I mean? Like some people don't want comedy that weighs heavy on your soul. Maybe you just want to get a quick laugh, you know? So to, to, fill, so to fill you in, the, for everybody. the thing that's perfect here about what happened with the Chappelle special, and, and for anyone who didn't um, see... Chappelle did this special. It's the la- it's called the closer. It's the last of his Netflix specials, and it's very. Did you watch it yet, Sif? Yeah, uh, I watched half of it on Netflix, but I've seen it all. I'm sure you've seen all of the material. Yeah, but it's a very heavy dose of his conversations that he's been having, sort of with the LGBTQ community, and and other communities too. And the thing but about it's, but Dave, it's by far the most LGBTQ. I would his, say it makes up sixty percent of the special. His his specials, which is which is, this is why he's the goat. This is why he's a genius. His specials are the last six, or maybe the last four in the Netflix universe, are conversations. Mm-hmm. 
So he says his part on a special. Then everybody responds via social media, the press, the zeitgeist, whatever. And then he then responds on another special. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So it's like a conversation that he's had this back and forth for the last, you know, five years or whatever. And that's one of the things that made what happened with this one so funny, which is that the whole thing, if I had to sum up the argument he's trying to present, it's kind of like, hey, the LGBTQ community has a lot of power, you know, understand sort of some of the things that I'm saying are not about any sort of hatred for you, but about how unfair and biased the world America is towards black people. And and mixed in with that is some thoughts about like cancel canceling people and and bullying in that way. So yeah. when when this week <laughs> a white trans woman who's the showrunner for Dear White People the show. Oh, I see. Makes a statement saying if Dave Chappelle, can, if if Netflix continues to have a working relationship with Dave Chappelle, I'm out. I'm I'm done with Netflix. Dad, you just don't do that. You Monique just tried that. You don't just, do that. You just played. Not only don't do that because it won't work, but number two, work. number two, you just played into what the whole point of his special was. Exactly. Like, they're not nobody. They're not listening. They're not listening. They're, everybody's catching buzzwords, snippets, fucking, uh, uh, what's the other term? Um, uh, whatever. Like, just they're just catching little pieces. The moment you hear something you like, you stop listening. Watch the whole thing, dissect it, then, like, have so, it. So, but like, so let me tell you my experience. So I saw someone post the two Jewish jokes from the special separately. Yeah. Yeah. I watched them separately. Didn't really love how it landed. Watched the whole special. Didn't have a problem with those jokes. I they weren't my they weren't my favorite jokes. There there were some pieces I thought didn't it didn't if I was gonna get really they're technical. also not they're not yeah they're not well the, the the space Jews one is not even that great of a joke. No, it's like it's it's, it's fine, like, okay, but it, but yeah. it wasn't. But I also wasn't offended, and because I trust Dave Chappelle as a messenger. I, I wasn't offended by that joke in context. Now, that being said, I watched the entire thing, and here's where I would, there were a couple of things that I thought were miscues by Chappelle, who's a fucking genius, and you can still think he's the greatest of all time, top five, however you want to view him, and I do. I'm allowed to feel that way and also feel... Like, ooh, if I was someone, yeah, that part right there, I don't know if I like that part. That's okay. Yeah. That is, it it's 100% okay. And, and there are people who I'm seeing be defensive of him, of him to the point where you're also falling into the other side of the trap. Like, you're just as whack for thinking someone doesn't have a, a, a right to being offended in any way. You're just as whack as the woman who went directly to the I'm going to try to cancel Dave Chappelle way. Like, yeah, you, you cannot tell. You can't, and, you can't sit here and tell a trans person you have no right to feel that way. It's a joke. You can't tell them that. 
Now, you can tell them, I think it's lame that your first approach is to threaten to cancel someone. Okay, no problem. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But you yeah, cannot yeah. tell them to not feel the way. And there were a few right. parts, there were a few right, parts where I was like. I respect that. And here's, and, and the, here's the thing. This is, this is tricky here. I'm curious for your opinion. Understanding you have a level of bias. I'm still curious for your opinion here. The thing that makes it tough for Dave in this special is leaning back on the it's just comedy is tough because it's not all comedy. He's also giving a really serious borderline TED talk at times about the way he views the world. It's not straight up jokes all the time. That's a rough one, man. I, I'm just That's telling you how it felt because I'm like because now you're it's a joke but now you're serious and the parts where I thought people would he be does, well, I wouldn't I wouldn't I I would I would I would change your argument just a little bit okay he doesn't say it's just comedy he says I say it because it's funny so what I'm saying is that he doesn't fall back and go. Oh, stop getting offended. I'm just doing comedy. He goes, yeah, I'm saying some real shit, but it's about jokes first. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, uh, the, the, the thing in the comedy world is like that special um, by that woman from Australia. It was called Nanette, uh, Hannah Gatsby or whatever it was. Okay. All comedians look at that special like, what the fuck is this? There is no comment. There's no jokes in it. Now I watched it and I was, I heartfelt. I was like, wow, she went through some shit. I, 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 I respect your story. I respect you telling your story and being upfront about it and probably being very vulnerable. But why is this in the comedy section of Netflix? <laughs> right, 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 right. Now, Dave, same shit, but has the joke. He does. He do, but there are As parts. The, the last twenty minutes. No. Not What's the last twenty minutes? The last ten minutes about the trans woman who committed suicide. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. About um. There are jokes. Yeah, there are friend. jokes. In, there are jokes in there, but it's yeah. also pretty serious. And like. Oh, yeah, it's a very, very serious. But here's the thing, also, and I. And by the way, and, th- and this is why I want the room to be able to say this, because if we do it anywhere else, back to the point about social media. Mike Rappaport and Talib Kweli should have these conversations about shit in long-form places. I have no, th- Of course you should. That's important conversation. My problem is when you try to put these things and snip it on Instagram for engagement, and it's not yes. a positive conversation. So yes. I don't have room anywhere to really break this down the same way. Even we did this conversation on hot. I, st- I don't have room. Here, you don't have, yeah. here we have room to do it. So, like, yeah. yo, Larry David, to me, is my favorite comedic person in the world. Uh-huh. I thought the Seinfeld finale sucked. I know he would hate that. I know he thinks it's great, and he hates when people— Does he? He, he gets mad when people are disappointed, I think, at the Seinfeld finale. Yeah. Really? Because he came back just for that. Because he was gone from Seinfeld. Right. And he, and he hates that people, like, hate on it so much. But guess what? I thought it was fucking stupid. I was I remember at the time being like, I don't know why they went this way. It doesn't change my view of Larry David. He went on afterwards to do the best stuff of his career, in my opinion. Um, which which curb holds the test of time way more than Seinfeld. I, I think so too. Way and more. I love Seinfeld. Yo, I watched Curbs recently. Yo, you guys, Curb predates my fucking 
knowing my ex-wife, it predates my yeah. entire life. It goes to two. Yeah, I was in Herb, college. Herb is, yeah, and it still Herb rings. Right. So, so yeah. here's my issue with what what Dave did at the end of the show that like made me go like, mm. yeah, that story he told about the trans woman. Yeah, if there was a white comic who'd been accused of racism. And ended his special with a story that like pulled at your heartstrings about one black guy, his black friend, his black friend, uh-huh. I, including at the end saying I gave his kid money. Yeah, that shit wouldn't work, bro. You get so you it. think he's trying to? I don't get know. What, pass. I'm not saying he. I'm not saying that. I don't think. I, I listen. I think he's a good person. I don't think Dave actually dislikes trans trans people in the first place. But what I'm saying is. That community feels a way about you. You spent the whole special focused on it, some of it in a way that I thought was incredibly thoughtful, and then in other moments at spots where I was like, would have left that little poke out. I would have left that little jab out. It was it in a moment where I was starting to feel like, oh, this could make people feel good, you went back to a little joke that would make them feel like kind of poked again. And then you put uh. the, the bow you wrap it all up with is look at this set story about this trans. And then he says in the thing, he says a thing about how she, about tribes, and how the trans community, that wasn't her tribe. She was in my tribe. She was a comedian. That fundamentally missed a major thing, which is no, dude. She was in both tribes. That's the ah. whole thing. She is trans, and she is a real comic, and y'all are connected, and she's connected to another group. That, to me, was a miss. That's uh, a Venn diagram the, type the, shit. The Venn diagram shit. And by the yeah. way, why can't we have conversations about that? Maybe that could have been tied up a little better, and you could still think he's the GOAT. But it's like, I just feel like if you try to have this conversation, it means you hate Dave Chappelle. You want him canceled. By the way, he's uncancelable. That's the point of the whole shit in the first place. He can't be canceled. That, well, that's his, that, it, yeah, he said it on stage the other day. He goes, I can't be canceled. I already quit. And he can't be. Yeah. Even quit or no quit. He's so popular. He's like Joe Rogan. Which is, by the way, where I think a lot of their kinship probably comes from. Right. Rogan operates in this space, too, where he can't be canceled. His fan base is too big. Right. And, and, and it's a, and it's a uh, I don't know how to say the fan base. Like, I'm not, not a sensitive fan base. You know what I mean? Like, no, they're, well, they hate the cancel shit. It, that's the biggest connection between them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, the, 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 only, the only reason why I just have a, a slight, difference of opinion only because I'm 100% in the comedian tribe. Yes. So when, and all our late night comedy discussions at the comedy cellar at the table and on the road and comics talking to comics, which is like a, which, which I love it, which is like the same shit I've been in the hip hop world where we all talk about albums and singles and releases and greatest top five of all time. Same conversations just in comedy. Uh, he, he, the the way the the loyalty he has to comedy and comedians, where they will see what he's saying a little deeper mm -hmm. than the layman's. I agree, and I, and so I, I assume that's part some, of it too. Yeah, there's some things he says in there that only a comedy, a comedian, and a a, a super nerd comedy fan, like a very astute, would catch would catch. So when all is said and done, 
comedians are like, ooh, nice. Like, I don't know anything about sports, right? Mm-hmm. I know nothing about sports. My my best friend in the world, my brother Jamal, often shows me, look at this dunk. I know. Look at what he did. He and all tries. I see is this. All I see is this. <laughs> I mean, just, just a lot of fucking movement in a three second. And I'm like, was that impressive? I don't know. Right. Means like, nothing you know how hard it is to jump from this thing to this thing and over this guy while he's doing this? I go, no. I don't know how, how crazy that is. No was. idea. But that's what it is. Dave does some things in there that like, oh, shit. How do you do that? You know what I mean? But by the way, but that's for a different crowd. You know, that's for that crowd. Yeah. You know? Right, so that's why I... That I listen, Dave says a lot of things I don't agree with, but he makes them funny. So the, the I only I don't only care about him as a comedian, but the, my main thing about it is is being a comedian. I don't give a fuck about the celebrity. It's fun. It's fun, bro. But I would I would hang with Dave Chappelle if he got canceled and was back on his farm doing nothing. That's how much I like the guy and how funny he is. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah, a hundred percent. And and by the way, and, I think that's fair. And and I and I feel I honestly I love the guy and feel a kinship to him just from being a fan for so many years and limited not, times I, I've been around him and his relationship with you. Like obviously, I feel a kinship to the guy. I'm not out here, you know. At no point did I think like it's time moments, to end it. Yeah, there's moments where I, you know, I'm not. I, you know, I got a text yesterday from his one of his best friends and who's his publicist, hey, news news uh, platforms are calling around to all our people asking for comments and stories. Please don't comment. And I wrote back, you don't have to send this to me. I already know that. But I have a lot of inside information. Like, for example, I won't get too much into it because I, I really can't. But, like, the last time I was in San Francisco with Dave before the pandemic, we hung out with the person he's talking about at the end of the special, we hung out with some of her friends Mm -hmm. and we went to her favorite bar in San Francisco and there was fucking tears flowing, bro. Like it was the most, um, they opened the bar, the bar was closed. They opened it up because they was coming with her friends and they sat there and drank and cried about this person. And I was like, fuck, this is too heavy for me. Like, this is, and then also when people start getting drunk, they start getting a little, you know, more emotional and shit. So I'm just like, yeah. what's happening right now? Right, right. But like, Saying weird shit, hugging for too long. Bro, and they're like, yo, what you did for this and what you, oh, Daphne. That's her name, Daphne. I couldn't remember. What you did for Daphne and like, I, I, I'm catching pieces of it over music, but like letting Daphne rock at his show was like the ultimate ultimate gift to Daphne. Right. Where she loved it immensely. And maybe, I don't know, this is me speculating, I don't know, but maybe she felt that, you know, it can't get no better. You know what I mean? Like, who knows? And and by the way, like, I really was, I want to be clear, like, I was moved by that story. I'm not saying you shouldn't have done it. Um, I'm just saying, I can see how it would be viewed by people as like, okay, it's a really nice story. It doesn't make me feel better about the other things that right. have been said here. Right. But, but, the, but the comedy part, 
uh, like you, people get caught up in the emotion of it. And plus he has a lot of beef with that community. The hardwood floors, hilarious. The, the, she bombed horrifically. Yes. Like to a comedian it's like, Oh, I can't believe like you didn't have to say that part. If you're telling just a beautiful story, but the comedian has yes. to like that bitch bombed horribly. Like what? Like it's a quick, out of out of the emotion into yeah, no the no he, and he kept that going throughout the whole thing and it was and yeah. it was funny and by the way that's yeah, the, I really did enjoy the whole story um to be clear yeah I just understand how I guess I just don't like the idea that you know I just got really grossed out by the amount of people kind of saying no one had a right to be because I see I see more people in my timeline who are for Dave completely and fuck anyone else. I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing the cancel Dave people. Right. So I don't see the cancel Dave people. So because I don't see those people, I end up feeling a way that you're just out here telling trans people, they have no right to feel how they feel. And that's not, that's not, that's not real. That's, that's not good. And, and, and there are a lot of people. And by the way, like, you know, he, he has the part that he talks about, um, you know, yeah, you're trans, but when the cops come, you're white. Okay, true, but it's not true for black trans people. <laughs> like, so there's a lot of there's a lot of shit that exists that's hard to encapsulate completely in a world. That's- yeah, but he's saying the movement has moved so fast and so quickly, and 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 with a lot of fucking uh, milestones hit is because it is ran by white. Men, and I agree with that. Form, formally, formally, formally white, white men. I and yeah. I and by the way, I I agree and have felt that way also. I get it, and I I really do think like there are some parts he hits on that are so important. Like, no, really, like, and that's fucking the bit he does. Where imagine what Martin Luther King could have accomplished if he was just yeah. like uh, talking about dudes being greased up in bikini yeah, bottoms, whatever he and booty shorts. <laughs> fucking hilarious and speaks to a really real thing about like damn seriously the gay movement has moved at a rate so much faster like and understanding that and being jealous of it are all logical feeling feelings it's you know it's funny like it is like i know what he means when he goes those those stonewall niggas though those are the gays i like and it's like yeah when i was a kid it's funny like there was a lot of tough gay dudes i mean i'm sure there are now but it was like not like I don't know. Maybe I was. Maybe I was. But imagine a white, imagine know, a white comedian. Imagine a white comedian doing that bit about the new uber progressive black movement that's getting upset and canceling people and saying, "I know the black people that I knew. They were thick skinned. They could get called the n word right, and still right, go to work." Right, <laughs> like, right, right. You know, right. It, that's, yeah. that's starting to get into iffy territory. I felt it at that yeah. part. I was like, "Oh, those were the gays you like, huh?" Like it's a lot. But either yeah. way, at the end of it, it doesn't leave That's me. That's true. That's true. But I still do trust the messenger. And even though he says things that I think are fucking stupid, and I was like, I don't agree with that. I happen after 20 years of fanship to think even if I disagree with you on some shit, I fuck with you. The same way but, I hope there are people listening to Juan Epp right now. Uh, they've had moments with us where they've been like, I don't agree with that shit at all. But I've been rocking with Siphon Rosenberg for 15 fucking years. In well, fact, they, it's probably yeah, we, happened in this conversation. We, we are so authentic. Which is the same about Chappelle. He's authentic. So, like, it's not a front. He's not, like, just saying stuff to entertain you. He probably, not probably, he really feels these ways about things, but but delivering it in a funny way. But, like, 
I know a lot of gay dudes, like some gay comics, that also laugh at like, you know, the Comedy Cellar is one block east of 6th Ave where the Halloween parade, which is the crazy gay, like it's like gay pride part two, but it's like gay pride with costumes. Mm-hmm. Where like a gay comedians are like, oh my God, look at this. What are they wearing? You know what I mean? Like they make fun of it too. Like all people make fun of all things. There's black people who say other black people are too sensitive. There's black people that say other black people are not sensitive enough. You know, like. But a lot of the people coming to the, the defense of Dave, and and not legitimizing the feel the not everyone's doing this, but the people who are not legitimizing the feelings of trans people. Yeah. A lot of those people are hypocrites because if it was a different, yeah. if the comedian was a different race than Dave talking about a, another race. You wouldn't feel the same way. And I I guess I'm in an odd spot here because I've always talked about issues that were not related to me with with passion, anger, and and defense. Which is why I get so mad when people, like, get mad at me for getting upset at anti-Semitism. I'm like, that's the subject I I get upset about the least, probably. Yeah. But, anyway, shouts to Dave Chappelle. Um, You think he'll be... I imagine at some point there will be... Or do you think he's actually going to go away for a while or he's just not going to do specials for a while? From from what I hear, he's from what I hear, and listen, Dave changes his mind hourly. From what I hear, there is a little a little break happening. Now but, I'm, hold on, I'm glad you said a little break. Because I'm glad, okay. you, I'm glad you said a little break. Why why is that? Because we're gonna take a little break. And we're, uh, and we're going to jump on page. I have so much more to tell you I, about this week. But you didn't tell us any of the stories about Chappelle this week with Kanye and Kwali and all these things. Like, you didn't tell yeah. us anything yet. Should I tell you now? No. You should wait 30 seconds. Tell me on Patreon. All right. All right. I guess. Is this a I dick mean, move? Okay. Is this a dick move? No. I mean, if we're trying to get to that 5,000, this is it, baby. We got to do it. Uh, we appreciate to get the five thousand. We appre- we appreciate you guys very much. Uh, those of you who who pay and don't pay, we're gonna jump onto Patreon yeah. right now. Don't forget, um, the Stand NYC to get tickets for the New York Comedy Festival. We'll do all this in yeah. person. Have a good time. But yeah, Saif, let's uh, let's jump to the the Patreon. Okay. 